Jameis. Who is that? Is that little Jordan Humphrey? Number one in the Saints. Who do you think it is, Joe? Number one in your heart. Number one can only be what? Little Jordan Humphrey. Number one position wise. Almost any position now. They change the rules. <sighs> this makes it so complicated. I was just getting the hang of it. <laughs> you are not getting the hang of it. I can guarantee you are not getting the hang of it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of that one guy that always wears athletic shorts, favorite football podcast. Oh, I could name four of them. And I am one. All I ever wear is athletic shorts. I'm joined, obviously, <laughs> by my producer, illustrious producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, Joe? Uh, yeah, like It's going good. It's going well. Okay. You always wear athletic shorts? I do. You have you never noticed? Like when you do you mean when you wear shorts or do you mean just Yeah, no, when I wear shorts. Like not okay. in the winter. Like I'm not one of the guys that wear shorts in the winter. Okay. I wear pants when it's proper. Like and you should. The, and in the summer when it's short wearing season, I almost exclusively wear Under Armour and Nike like workout shorts. I exclusively do not. Really? Purposely too. Okay. And you think that that's better than what I do, or like. Well, I think it just makes me look a little bit more mature, maybe. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think about. I actually have been recently thinking about how much I wear athletic shorts, and I wonder. Like, I think that, that is that, my wife embarrassed that I wear only. That's athletic not. Shorts? I think wearing athletic clothing is not something you can carry on into your adulthood, later adult years. Really? I think in your twenties, that's fine. Yeah, but like, like I saw, a- like I saw three Pete today. Um, before he left, and he was wearing like like athletic jogging pants, like yeah. And it, like I was like, okay, he can st- he can still do he it. He can still do it. He's thirty. Yeah, and but he's also in great shape. What are you saying? You huh? saying I'm not in great shape? We got a chock full of information <laughs> episode, or we got like a jam packed uh, episode today for you guys. Yeah, I think that we're gonna. I just think that the athletic shorts thing is kind of part of my personality at this point. Like, I don't have much of a personality, but the personality I do have is in most friend groups, I am the get, the sports guy, you know? You also think that you're the athletic friend. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I think I'm in terrible shape. And you, listen. You always tell me you're like the athletic one. I never say that. Careful. I never say that. Thank you. I never say And here's say how you that. say it. You're like, I don't mean like. That I like do sports and stuff, but my identity is like I'm kind of like a athletic, the athletic guy. That's not that, but that's not what I mean. That's I, what you say. No, I don't say that. I don't say that. You I have th- said that. I'm the sports guy. That's like my not athletic. Are you offended that you think you're more athletic than I am? Because I'm we not. Played a game of twenty one that would today and and a game of pig that would that would beg to differ. We both lost pig. I won both of the games. Stop yelling. Well, stop saying things that make me yell. I won both. I won 21 and pig. Okay, just, I'm thinking about it, and you're right. Yeah. we. Put, I just forgot. We, at the end of the day, so at our workplace, they put up a basketball net, basketball hoop. Best idea ever. Uh, best idea. Company morale is already up. And by company, I mean me and Joe and our good buddy Rudy, who's been on this podcast. We were having a heck of a time after work. Uh, playing on that basketball hoop. It just, was you only, know, only us. Tossing the brick back and forth. You know, to- hey, man, toss me the rock. 
The br- yeah, the rock. Yeah, sorry. The rock. Yeah. Oh shoot! Tossing the rock. That's oh, we gotta do it. Over. This is what I mean when I say I'm tossing. The, we're just tossing I, back the rock back and this forth. This is what I mean when I say I'm the athletic one, because you just said you just called it a brick. And before the show, you couldn't even name where the Saints were from. You couldn't. Yes, even... I could. No, I was making a joke the entire time. I don't think you were. Ask me where the Saints are from. Well, now you know because you looked up the game. All right. Anyways, yeah, we do have a. A uh, semi-jam-packed show today. I will not lie, it was a busy weekend, a busy week. It's a busy spell right now in my life. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to prep for this week's podcast. But we did have preseason football this past weekend. A lot of preseason football. Some preseason football, as we're recording right now, still going on. Uh, We're recording this on Monday night. So we got the Saints and the Jaguars currently playing. I had the game pulled up, so I'm watching it in the background. So you might get some live commentary on how that game is going uh, at some points if anything cool happens. Jameis Winston just dropped a bomb for a touchdown to Marquez Callaway. Yes, Joe, you have your hand raised. Um, so the preseason games don't count for anything, right? Not a thing. Like they're not important? No. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say they're not important, but they don't count towards the standings. Okay. Yeah. That was all you wanted to know? Yep. Okay, fair enough. Um, this is the Average Joe Football Show. If nobody, if you guys have not listened, if nobody has ever listened to this podcast before, um, this is where uh, a couple of guys named Joe. That's me, Joe, and... And me, Joe. Is that no, a new thing that we're going to start doing? No, I hated it, actually. That, that was the first and last, I think. That's okay. the last time. Uh, and I'm a guy who... Listen, I'm the athletic one. In our friend group, I kind of like, I wear the athletic shorts. Um, I literally, my, if you would look in my shorts, what's that? Which friend am I? Like, what? in our friend group, which one am I? You're probably the annoying one. Okay, like, think about it again. Okay. And then get back to me on it. I was just going to say. Like, I wo- yeah, what's that? What friend are you? Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, man, I'd have to think about it more. You're, well. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're my, okay, but you're my best friend. Is all you mean that? <laughs> well, I'm not sure anymore, actually. Okay. Um, but you know, if you look in my uh, if if you look in my shorts drawer, uh, yeah, I got it like that. I got a short drawer. You have a you. Have a, I got it like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got money. This podcast to, is doing well. We have to talk about that because you have your own shorts drawer. Yes. Okay. Do you and your wife share a shorts drawer? No, I have. My, we have a an IKEA drawer, and we ha- that has four um, large long drawers and two small ones. I have I have two, one for pants and literally anything that I wear below the waist, mm. and one for um, delicates. <laughs> delicates. And my wife has Your her clothes arm. in all the others. Mm. See, how's uh, that for fair? There's that's... a kitty in the window. It is? Sorry, it's totally off topic. Okay. Um, How's that for fair? That's that's funny because in our household, I actually think I have a lot more clothes than my wife, but it's for this specific reason. Because when my wife is at home, she almost exclusively wears my clothes. Okay. She gets rid of a lot of her own clothes. Since we've been married, my wife is almost always wearing one of my t-shirts. Almost wow. always. You know, like, how do you feel about that? Uh, You know. We're going to maybe talk about it one day, but uh, no, it's fine. Whatever. Because uh, for me, sorry. No, it's good. I was probably going to say something offensive, so it's it's okay. You go ahead. Well, I'm going to say something offensive. Okay, then you go ahead. Okay. 
For me, I don't love it when my wife wears some of my t-shirts. And why is that? Because I don't have a lot. Mm. And and I have some sweaters that I like a lot that sometimes she'll wear as well. And it's like, okay, it's fine if you wear it. Okay, like, I don't care. But it's like, it's like, it's when she wears it and then throws it in the dirty laundry. And then the next day I'm looking for it. And I'm like, hey, where's this shirt? And she's like, oh, it's in the dirty laundry. I'm like, well, I haven't even worn it in like a week. She's like, yeah, but I wore it yesterday. And that's what grinds my gears. That was ridiculous. That was another nice catch by Marquez Calloway. Holy smokes. Wow. Another bomb by James. Jameis Winston is winning the starting job right now. With only Hail Marys. As we squeak. As we squeak. He is just, that was another absolute dime by famous Jameis. Marquez Calloway with like a one-handed grab. Let's see this replay here real quick. This is great for audio form. <laughs> Boom. Unreal. What a catch. My goodness. I hope so that's it counts same. because he knocked down the orange thing. We'll have thing. to see. Oh, oh. Dude, that's a touchdown. No. Oh, it might have came loose there at the end. No, look. It might have come loose there at the end. But, oh. Oh, yeah, I bet you they're going to overturn that because the NFL is funny with the catches. Anyways, uh, this is terrible for an audio podcast. <laughs> um, real quick before we jump into football-related things, please, if you listen to this podcast, can you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? Even if you don't like the podcast, leave us a five-star rating and then say something nasty in the review. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Just even say care. something awful. Just be offensive. Honestly, threaten us, you know, leave our families out of it, maybe. But just if you, even if you want to be a little nasty, you know, a little nasty, wasty, little you nasty can. boy, just leave it in the in the five star review. If you give us a five star review, just if you give us a five star review, I will punch Joe in the face. Okay. Um, that's not going to happen, but please, I got nothing for you. There's no reason really that you should, other than the fact that it would make me happy. And if you're listening to the podcast and you enjoy the podcast, um, you know, don't be scared to to leave some constructive critic. No, no, no criticisms. Don't be. No, you know. please do. Okay, constructive criticism. Um, share it with your friends. For the love of everything, I always talk about this at the end of the show. I need to talk about it at the beginning. If you enjoy this show, don't be selfish. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Just share it. We need. Your help, please. We can't do this by ourselves anymore. <laughs> We're making a lot of money, obviously, off the podcast, as we've talked about time and time again. But it's not enough. It's not enough. We need the clout. We're yeah. doing it for the clout. The money's one thing. The clout is a yeah. whole other world. It's, whole, it's a whole other thing. Anybody can have money, but not anybody can be famous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So please, please share the podcast. But Joe, before we jump into football... Uh, you and I had an experience this weekend, uh, and we're going to have an experience this upcoming weekend as well. We uh, spent the entire weekend taking our gun course, or what? How would you just? How would you say it? Firearms, firearms course. license. Like we we we're taking a course to get our firearms license. Um, and yeah, how was that, Joe? I don't know. Just tell the people how that was. Well, we got there. I got there at seven thirty. Mm -hmm. On, I got there at seven thirty on Saturday morning, and we left at six p.m. Yeah, so that's how that went. Two days in a row. Two days. Twenty in a hours row. worth of content. Yeah, from I won't say his name, but 
But um, no, it was a crazy course, man. There's so much that you think going into a course, there's no way they can talk about guns for 20 hours. Turns but, out, sure enough, they can. <laughs> they really they will. Really can. And it is a lot to take in. So that's why we've been like incredibly busy. And I'll be very busy next week because we're taking the hunter education course next weekend. So it's we're a big, toxic men. Okay. Yeah, we're talk. It's toxic masculinity. We've talked about guns before on this podcast. Uh, we're just basically training to be the worst possible thing you can be, and that's white man with white a man. gun. So, um, careful. I don't know. Canadian elections coming Canadian up soon. Canadian elections coming up soon. <laughs> That's good. Yep. Figure we get these gun gun licenses squeezed in before the liberals get majority, and we can't do it anymore. Uh, make sure you guys vote for the <laughs> for the People's Republic. What are they called? People's Party of People's Canada. Party of Canada. Oh man, it's this funny. Is... You know how and I talked about this. Obviously, this is all. Uh, Joke talk, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, <laughs> we used to have a marijuana party of Canada. Yeah, that that party is useless now. Yeah, they took a real hit because marijuana got legal. Yeah. That's a tough. That's a tough spot. So they got what they wanted, but uh, they didn't get in office. What happened? Whatever. Whatever happened to them? They got what they wanted, but they didn't get the clout for it. Yeah, they're like they, <laughs> they didn't get the credit. Yeah, it's like, oh man, that's really funny. Um, yeah, it's like. They just they everything they worked for. It's like <laughs> down the they, toilet. I, they wanted it, but they didn't want it this way. You know, <laughs> not, that, not, but not like this. Not like this. This is not how I wanted it. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be like this. It was supposed to be me up there. Can you imagine like how like happy and sad they would be at the same time? <laughs> it's like, oh, what? What the heck? Huh? Wait, who? Who did that? Oh man. So yeah. But yeah, current events anyways. <laughs> I think there's um, a lot. <laughs> this a lot of stuff's been happening with the Taliban. All right. We're not getting into that at all. What? We gotta stay away from politics and anything remotely even close to like that. Obviously the Taliban is not really politics. I think everybody can agree that that's a terrible, horrible thing that's happening. But maybe we won't get into that on the average Joe football show. If you've never listened to the show before, you're wondering what the heck is going on. Uh, We like to start each show not talking football. And instead, I have a conversation with my non-football knowing, non-state, non-city in any state knowing uh, compadre. This is Joe's long form of saying his stupid friend. (laughs) My stupid, my idiot friend uh, and producer, Joe Teeson. We like to talk about football. He's got other interests. We... There's something different every week, so we can, it's really hard to keep up with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, we took the Hunter Education course. I beat him in nope. 21. Oh, sorry. took the gun. Firearms course. Firearms course. Um, and it's not a weapon. It's not a weapon. Not <laughs> a, I cannot stress enough how much it's not a weapon. And he couldn't. He, he literally could not stress it more. Um, yeah, I beat him in a game of 21 and PIG, which is a abbreviated version of horse. Not abbreviated, but shortened. Shortened. shortened <laughs> abbreviated. Abbreviated. That's not at all the right word. But um, yeah, we're going to talk some preseason football on today's episode. We're going to talk news going on around the NFL. And then at the end of the show, my good buddy Joe is going to join us again for a little bit more non-football related trash on this podcast. We're going to do another draft 
baby. Did we do one on last? Did we do one on last week's episode? Yeah, last week's episode was the was the. Well, you have to go listen to last week's to find out what it was. <laughs> it was a mystery draft. This week's also a mystery draft. Make sure you guys stay tuned to the end of the episode. Producer Joe is going to come through with a special draft. But without further ado, unless my idiot friend has anything else to to delve into on the intro of this podcast, we're going to jump right into the news. First up in the news, we have Jamal Adams, the safety for the Seattle Seahawks, finally signing his contract extension. He was uh, executing a hold-in with the Seattle Seahawks, which is now a big thing because um, you can no well you can hold out from you can just not show up to training camp. But with the huge hefty fines that Monday Night Football is just showing shirtless pictures of Trevor Lawrence and all his all his receivers, and I just I don't know. It's very distracting to look at while I'm trying to do this podcast anyways they're gone now um basically with the fines that they that the nfl levies every time you you miss a training cap camp uh practice they're like really i don't even know what the numbers are but they're they're hefty fines so players no longer just don't show up to training camps they instead show up to training camp and then they act like they're injured and then they don't play they don't participate and it's called a hold in essentially so that's what jamal adams was doing for the past few weeks with the seattle seahawks uh they traded for him just a few years back traded a bunch of picks a whole lot of picks to bring in jamal adams and in 2020 he had uh 83 tackles nine and a half sacks from the safety position, what an incredible number. Uh, you had three passes defense and a forced fumble. So, so overall, a pretty good number. He's one of the best safeties in the league, even if he is a box safety. I think a lot of people, um, including myself at times, kind of uh, underrate him or, or you know, say that he's just a blitz boy. Blitz boy is what a lot of people call him because he just gets sent on blitz and blitzes and gets a lot of sacks. Uh, but he's very productive, and he can cover, I think, a lot better than people give him credit for. And he's a very versatile uh, playmaker, and he, he's probably one of, if not the best safety in the NFL. I'd be curious to know just where he lands. I, I didn't do my positional rankings this year just because things were busy, and I just wanted to go a different direction. But, I, you know, I really enjoyed doing that last year. I think he was, like, number, oh, what was it, number two or number three on my rankings last year. I'd be curious to know where he is at this point. Uh, in the safety rankings, but he gets a four-year, $70 million deal with $38 million guaranteed. That's good for about $17.5 million per year. This is good for the Seahawks to get this done. Uh, I think Jamal Adams will still be a very productive player. It's just good to get a get a player that's so important to your team uh, on your team and participating that this no, no longer has to drag out. Now, they do have another player that's currently uh, executing a hold-in. That's Dwayne Brown, the left tackle. Also a massive, massive part of the Seattle Seahawks team. And, and you know, that's another player you're going to want to bring in because what was Russell Wilson's biggest complaint this offseason was that he wasn't protected enough. So if you can't bring in Dwayne Brown, that's less protection for Russell Wilson Um and uh, obviously you want to make him happy because he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but I think bringing in Jamal Adams uh, for four more years certainly will help making Russell Wilson happy. And speaking of 
the Jets. We just talked about a former Jets player, Jamal Adams. A current Jets player, Carl Lawson, actually suffered a torn Achilles this past week. Um, This happened a few days ago. It happened last week uh, after we had already uploaded last week's episode. Devastating, devastating. He's going to miss the entire season. He was a big free agent signing for the New York Jets. And this this is tough. It sucks for Jets fans because Jets fans, they go through a lot. They're one of the organizations. There's so many different teams, teams like the Jets. Uh, I think my Dolphins have been through the ringer ever since I've been a fan, essentially. Uh, the Bengals, uh, you know, just there's so many teams. The Chargers, there's teams that just, it can things never seem to go right. And you're always just waiting for the next thing to happen. And this was just such a devastating uh n- you know, news item to, to to happen to the Jets this past week. Um, Lawson was apparently killing it in training camp. Just looked the part. Really was going to be a huge impact player on that Jets uh, defense. And and they haven't had a pass rusher for many many years. A consistent pass rusher. Um, and you know this this is obviously a huge setback. And they don't have a whole lot else at the pass rushing position. He just. Like we talked about, Carl Lawson signed a three-year, $45 million deal in the offseason with the New York Jets. And uh, he's obviously not going to be able to play this year. That's It sucks. Honestly, obviously as a Dolphins fan, uh, the Jets are one of the biggest rivals f- for my team. But you never, ever, ever root for injuries for any player, especially not Carl Lawson, who seems to be like a likable guy and, and a really good player. And it's it's tough, a tough break for Jets fans. Um, we do have some positive stuff to talk about later on in the episode for the Jets, but there's also rumors that uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that they they will reportedly be looking to trade for a pass rusher before the season starts. Uh, they don't have a whole lot, like I said, at the pass rusher pos- position with Carl Lawson gone, and they just haven't had any pass rushers. I'm curious what kind of a trade we would be looking for. If I, if I had to guess, I would think it would be more of a depth or, or, you know, a, a mid-round pick or, or a late-round pick for a guy who's probably just not going to make the roster. Might be a, a salary dump type of guy. But, you know, who knows? Maybe all of a sudden a guy like Chandler Jones uh, in Arizona who has kind of gone quiet. He, he demanded a trade a while back around the same time that Xavier Howard demanded his trade. And it's been kind of quiet on that front for some time now. I'd be curious if all of a sudden, you know, they swing for the fences, they bring in Chandler Jones. Now, I I wouldn't do that if I was a Jets because that seems like a move that a team that is competing might do. The Jets, I don't think, you know, as as much as they have improved this offseason, I don't think they're they're quite there yet. I don't think that's slanderous to say. Uh, But who knows? Maybe they they feel like Chandler Jones can come in and and be that, you know, be that... uh, not only solution for now, but maybe years down the road with him and Carl Lawson. Chandler Jones is getting older. But, uh, yeah, sucks. Sucks that Carl Lawson is injured. Uh, just hoping for no more huge injuries. I feel like this this preseason has been pretty good. Not too many huge injuries. Uh, we've been pretty good on that front. But this is obviously a huge setback for both Carl Lawson and the New York Jets. And then on to a few more pieces of news. We had the Vikings bringing back Everson Griffin, the 33-year-old pass rusher. Uh, he played last season with the Detroit uh, Lions, and then or first the Dallas Cowboys, then the Detroit Lions. He had six sacks uh, in 2020. The uh, four-time Pro Bowler spent a decade with the Minnesota Vikings before last season when he played for Detroit and for Dallas. 
Um, he's a four-time Pro Bowler. He's had three seasons of 10 or more sacks. Um, and they bring him back. Uh, they, they don't have a whole lot on the edge rushing front either. They do have Daniil Hunter coming back. Him and Everson Griffin used to be a huge uh, duo, uh, a really dominant duo. Uh, Everson Griffin hasn't really been the same guy for a few years now, but who knows, maybe bringing him back to Mike Zimmer's uh, defense could, could change some things up. And the reason that I really wanted to talk about this is not because Daniil or because of Everson Griffin really the signing, you know, who knows? Maybe it turns into a good signing. Six sacks last year is actually not bad. Uh, you can maybe get some production out of him, especially playing along uh, Daniil Hunter. But a few, so last year, uh, when, when when he got, when he uh, was no longer a member of the Vikings, um, Everson Griffin, he tweeted some things out about current Vikings and then also Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. He, he, he uh he tweeted he ad- added the Vikings and said Kirk Cousins is ass thank you and then he said ask Zimmer coach Mike Zimmer if he wanted Kirk with a bunch of question marks um, and he's already come out and said that he's going to apologize for these quotes and this is just such a rough look I mean Kirk Cousins has had a terrible uh, off season with the Vikings he has uh, refused to get vaccinated which is you know fine that's his thing. Um, but you know, that's been a huge story. He's had to deal with that, uh, this entire off season. And then, uh, I mean, I'll, Kirk Cousins has not been a guy that's been well-liked in locker rooms a lot in throughout his career. It seems like there's always something going on. Somebody doesn't like him. And to have a guy coming back who openly trashed you on Twitter is a, is a rough look for Kirk Cousins. And I'm just, I don't know. I, if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm just not, I'm not feeling great about Kirk Cousins, uh, I, I'm sure they not, they're they not, and they haven't been for a while, feeling great about Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. Um, but yeah, rough rough situation for Everson Griffin and for Kirk Cousins. And then on to a couple more pieces of news. Injury, sort of COVID, sort of related. I'm trying to stick away, stay away from a lot of COVID news. So my, head coach Mike Vrabel for the Tennessee Titans, he tested positive for COVID. I'm not going to get too deep into it. We've just talked so much COVID the last, like, it feels like, what is it, like two years almost? How long has COVID been around, Joe? Probably about two years now. Is it? Almost a That's year and insane. a half. insane. So it's been around forever. I'm just tired of it. I don't want to talk about it. I know it's a huge NFL story. I don't care. I don't really want to talk about COVID. So Mike Vrabel got COVID. And then just another quick COVID tidbit. Uh, Cam Newton is going to miss five days of practice or just being at the Patriots facility because of a misunderstanding with COVID protocols. Uh, and if you have no idea what that even entails, you wouldn't be the only one because I also had no idea what a misunderstanding meant. But apparently, the New England Patriots messed up. They, they released a statement that said, On Saturday, Cam Newton traveled to a club-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England area. He received daily COVID tests, which were all negative due to a misunderstanding about the tests conducted away from NFL facilities and as required by the NFL slash NFLPA protocols, Cam will be subject to a five-day entry cadence process before returning to the facility. Cam will continue participating virtually in team activities and return to the club facility on Thursday, August 26th. So now he's got to be out five days, and that honestly had no clarity whatsoever. 
uh, in that statement. So I don't know why the heck he's out five days. The tests were negative. Um, but for again, it just says due to a misunderstanding. So we have no idea really why Cam Newton's not out. But it's COVID-related. And I would be curious to see if this all of a sudden opens up an opportunity for Mac Jones. Maybe he impresses some people this week. He's played quite impressive throughout the preseason. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Um, but a weird, weird situation. Speaking of weird situations, we talked about a few weeks back Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, and offensive guard Quinton Nelson both had the exact same foot injury. Uh, both had surgery around the same time. Both players had the exact same 5-12 to 12 week uh, timetable for a return from the injury. Uh, but both are look to be ahead of schedule because both are returning to practice this week. And this is a game-changer for the Indianapolis Colts. If they these two guys, especially Carson Wentz, who's the quarterback, obviously Quentin Nelson, extremely important, the best guard in football, the best offensive lineman in football, really important to the Colts. But the quarterback, obviously, the most important position in sports. So having uh, Carson Wentz potentially back, especially after a week when, when the two quarterbacks that were kind of vying for playing time while Carson Wentz was out did not look very well uh, in did not look very good well. I don't know how you would say that. They did not look great in preseason. Uh, it would be a game changer to get Carson Wentz back early, even if, you know, hopefully he's fully healthy because it would be one thing to, to get him back fully healthy. It would be a whole other thing to have him rush back, uh, which I hope, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope Carson Wentz doesn't rush it back and then he just gets hurt again in this narrative that he's hurt all the time, which is a fair narrative. Uh, continues on, and he just doesn't get the chance to to show fully healthy that he can be that quarterback again. And I really want to see him have that opportunity this year. So if he's fully healthy, this is a game changer. The Colts, uh, I think, with a fully healthy Carson Wentz, if he's back to what he has been in the past, you know, he could be um, the difference for this Colts team from – potentially not being a team that was even close to competing for the division to now being a potential, you know, competition with the Tennessee Titans for the division and for a playoff spot. So I'm definitely curious to see if they uh, will, him and Quentin Nelson will be starting week one, if they're going to get rushed back, how they look. There's video of Carson Wentz doing some warm-up drills and he's cutting and, and, you know, uh, running quite fast. He looks healthy in the video, but then again, what do I know? Uh, His foot looks fine. So hopefully Carson Wentz is back and hopefully the Indianapolis Colts are back to full strength. And real quick, before we get into some preseason week two review, uh, I do want to just have a quick in memoriam. The cuts are happening in the NFL fast and furious. And this last week, we had a couple cuts, and it was Tim Tebow and Josh Rosen both being cut. They were the most notable cuts from this past week of NFL roster cuts. And um, I just want to say, you know, shout out to these guys. Josh Rosen is going to be looking for his fifth team in four seasons. He's the guy who said that when he was selected, I think 11th, 10th overall, that nine mistakes were made in front of him. And he was going to spend the next 15 years showing that he that they were mistakes. And, uh, you know, didn't really turn out that way. And I, looking up Josh Rosen before this podcast, I found out that Josh Rosen's full name is Joshua Ballinger Lippincott Rosen. So that is incredible. If he gets onto another team, 
this season, he'll then officially have more teams than he has names. Um, so good for him. He had, uh, in his one preseason appearance, 10 for 15, 93 yards, and an ugly interception to uh, to cap off what has been a roller coaster ride and not a very fun roller coaster if you're Josh Rosen. And, as far, and Tim Tebow didn't do a whole lot of anything in the preseason with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Didn't have a catch. Uh, he had a few blocks that went viral. I was not one of the guys who was, you know, outraged and just couldn't sleep at night because Tim Tebow had a roster spot. I think that he's probably athletic enough to be in the NFL. Uh, but at the age of 33 or however old he is at this point, uh, it's probably just past his time. He's, you know, if he would have converted to tight end when he was in his prime, when he was 25, when he was 26, whenever Tebow Mania had happened, whenever we found out that he just absolutely couldn't play quarterback, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Tebow, you know, had a solid career as a tight end. But at this point, it's just, it's just too late for Tim Tebow. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just... It was kind of fun having him back. I never thought that I'd see the day that Tim Tebow was back in the NFL, but it just didn't last very long. Uh, a lot of people are going to be celebrating. Mike Florio, everybody's going to be celebrating because Tim Tebow didn't get a roster spot. But I don't mind having Tim Tebow in the NFL, and it was fun while it lasted. So shout out to Tim Tebow. So we've made it through two weeks now of the NFL preseason. We have one game currently, as this is being recorded uh, being played. By the time you hear this, the game will be over. But uh, week two of the NFL preseason, preseason has been wrapped up. Um, and we're just going to go over some of the just takeaways from the first week. I do want to talk rookie quarterbacks. I'm sorry, takeaways from the second week of the NFL preseason. I do want to talk rookie quarterbacks. And again, I know I'm probably a broken record at this point. This is almost all I talk about on this podcast. But to me, this is, this is the biggest thing you can take away, I think, from preseason football is is rookie quarterbacks because this is the you know the first chance we're getting to see a lot of these guys and to me they're the most interesting thing to talk about so I want to go over how some of the rookie quarterbacks played how they how they looked in week two where I think they project this season how you know will some of them be starters will some of them be on the bench I want to talk a little bit about um, those rookie quarterbacks uh, obviously not going to talk about Trevor Lawrence as much because he's currently playing as I'm recording this but all the rest of the four first-round rookie quarterbacks did play this week. And I thought a lot of them played really well. Let's start off with Mac Jones, who played on Thursday night against the Philadelphia Eagles, the first preseason game of Week 2. And I thought Mac Jones played really well. He ended 13 for 19, 146 yards, um, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He looks really comfortable. He looks really poised. Um we talked about this last week a lot, you know, poised and comfortable are, are words that I'm going to use a lot with these rookie quarterbacks. I, I used it a lot last week. I'll probably use it a lot this week. But but it's it's been something that's been so apparent to me, and I think I think to, to, to a lot of people who watch these games, I've been so impressed with how comfortable the rookie quarterbacks look uh, this this year. And, and Mac Jones is right up there, really with the, really at the top. I mean, he's... Since he's come in the game, he hasn't been spectacular. He hasn't, you know, been explosive or anything. A lot of short passes, a lot of, a lot of like dink and dunk. You know, the things that the Patriots have been doing for years. But he's just looked comfortable. He's looked uh, like the stage is not too big. He looked, he looks kind of like he did at Alabama. Um, and, and, you know, I, I said he hasn't been explosive, but don't get me wrong. He's dropped some absolute 
dimes in this preseason. And I've been really impressed by that. Uh, he's played a lot with the first team offensive line, which I thought is, is really smart by the Patriots. Just kind of get his confidence up, have him playing with, you know, the best unit possible on, on the offensive line. And Mac Jones has impressed me. Uh, both quarterbacks in this game uh, for the Patriots played played really well. Cam Newton also had, a, had his best preseason game. He went 8 for 9, 103 yards, and a touchdown in a 35 to nothing whopping of the Philadelphia Eagles, who were mostly playing their backups. Jalen Hurts didn't play because he had a tummy issue, apparently. So then we got to see the Joe Flacco experience for another preseason game, and that was... Well, that was a Joe Flacco experience for another preseason game. But going back to Mac Jones, I've been I've been really impressed. And I I, I think it's very obvious to, obvious to tell that he, he can play in this league and he, and he's good. Uh and and you don't want to get you don't want to over exaggerate uh you know on any of these quarterbacks, on any of the things happening in the preseason. But Mac Jones I think has looked has looked comfortable. He looks he looks the part. And you know, I'm not saying he's gonna be Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, this and that or the other, but I, I thought he, he's really impressed me with his poise and his comfort and even some of his pocket movement and just not looking like he's too immobile to play. Although that was a big knock on him is that he just doesn't have the mobility. Um, he doesn't have maybe maybe pocket presence because he didn't face a lot of pressure in in uh, at Alabama in college. But I thought he's he's done fairly well with that and he's made some impressive throws. Um but then moving on to the next rookie quarterback that played uh, this weekend, Justin Fields. We talked about him last week. He was the big story, the big takeaway from week one of the NFL preseason. And I thought he played not quite as well this week. He played against the Buffalo Bills. He went 9 for 19, 80 yards, 4 rushes for 46 yards. He had some moments in this game that he, he looked explosive again. He had a couple runs where he broke off big runs, shook off uh, you know potential sacks. And, and, and had explosive plays, but overall didn't look quite as impressive, impressive as the as the quarterback that we saw last week. But that's going to happen uh, from time to time. Uh, and uh, the, the one huge takeaway from this game from him is he got absolutely rocked on a hit, like just destroyed uh, an illegal hit. They got flagged for it. His helmet flew off. He never saw the blitzer coming. Just got destroyed. Uh, and, you know, that was maybe his little welcome to the NFL moment. Um, although, you never want a welcome to the NFL moment to be to be an illegal hit. Luckily, he was okay. He, he bounced right back up. But the real story from this game, as we detour a little bit from the rookie quarterbacks, is our boy from the podcast, Mitcher freaking Bisky, was back this week for the Buffalo Bills. That's right. You thought we were done with Bisky. He played again this week, and oh my goodness, did he play well. Really? Yep, Mitch Trubisky this week, week two. He's part of the Buffalo Bills now. He's the backup quarterback, but the starter didn't play. Guess who he's playing this week? The Chicago freaking Bears, the team that let him go. Uh Uh-huh, I'm serious. And Mitch Er freaking balled out. 20 for 28, 221 yards and a touchdown. He was incredible. The MVP, the Nickelodeon most valuable player from last year's playoffs. <laughs> He's back. What baby. did he? Uh, what's his name? Mitcher, freaking Besky. Ever heard of him? Yeah, yeah, I have heard of him. The Nickelodeon. Mitchell. Tri- tri- 
Trebuski? Yeah, what is his name? Trebuski? He's like, Mitchell Trebuski. Mitchell Trebuski. It's actually Mitch Trebuski, child from Nickelodeon. And he played incredible. Like, joking aside, he actually played really well in this game. Like, he looked good. He had some throws on the run. And he he looked really comfortable. Uh, And it was probably really nice for him to go out there and play uh, that well against his former team. Even if it is the preseason, I'm sure that was a minor victory for our boy Bisky, who still has a very open invitation to come on the Average Joe Football Show whenever he'd like. He can run the show. It can be his show. We don't even care. Uh, but Bisky looks so good. Justin Fields looked fine at times, didn't look quite as good as last week, but a player that looked quite a bit better than last week uh, was Zach Wilson. Not to say that he didn't look good last week, but Zach Wilson, we got to see a lot more of him this week, and I I, I was very appreciative of the New York Jets that they, that they trotted him out there for a little bit more um, time that we could see him. He went 9 for 11, 128 yards, two touchdowns. He looked really good against the Green Bay Packers this week. Um, another guy who, like, he just looks comfortable. And that's something about all of these quarterbacks. Uh, you know, some of them more than others. Some of them have looked, you know, uncomfortable at times. But Zach Wilson just just sat in there. Uh, you know, he, he looks like he's been there before. He was the one quarterback that I was, you know, if there was one that I, that I kind of felt like could potentially you know, get uncomfortable and, and, and look like the stage is too big. Zach Wilson was, was the guy because he came from BYU. He didn't come from a big school, not from a big conference. He didn't face rushers. Uh, you know, he, he, he didn't, he didn't have any of that in college. So despite being one of the most talented quarterbacks in this draft class, I, uh, you know, I thought that there was a chance that maybe he could get flustered, but he's shown through two weeks that he, you know, in the, in it's preseason. Who knows when you know when the when the when the when when we get to the regular season, how things change, and obviously that's a caveat to everything that we say here. Is you know it's it's preseason, but I thought you know you can see his arm when you watch when you watch the game. You can see his the the pop of his arm. He's got an incredible arm, and he made one throw rolling out to his right, an incredible just launched it 30 yards down the field to Corey Davis. Him and Corey Davis seem to have a really good connection through these two preseason games. I think they connected for four four receptions for 70 yards. Corey Davis looks like a, a really great free agent signing so far. He also seems to have a good connection with his tight end, Tyler Croft, who had two touchdowns. Um, but, but Zach Wilson looked the best, I think, by far from all the rookie quarterbacks this week. Um, he, you know, his arm, it pops off the screen. You can see he's got a very talented arm. He can make the throws off platform. Wasn't perfect. He had some times where, you know, he, he was inaccurate. And when pressure was in his face, he, you know, he threw the ball into to, to some precarious situations, but overall fairly impressed. And I've, and I've been impressed with the offensive line, uh, that is in front of him. I'm, I'm very impressed with what the Jets did there to surround him with a with a good core group of players. That offensive line, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, who hasn't played this preseason yet because of injury. But I think Zach Wilson in a good in a good situation to succeed in the future. And, and he's really he's really shown out these two preseason games. And then on to the final quarterback, rookie quarterback that we're going to talk about is Trey Lance. Uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, and he had sort of an uneven performance 
against the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. Started off kind of slow, didn't play too well in the early goings, but made some really nice highlight plays there at the end. He finished 8 for 14, 102 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, and he looked kind of like I talked about last week, where he shows these flashes. Uh, you see what made him the third overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. You see the arm. The he, He's got a cannon. And I just talked about Zach Wilson's arm. Um, Trey Lance's arm is even more incredible. Like just, he throws the ball so freaking hard, like so hard. Um, and you wonder if that was part of the reason why you know the receivers were dropping the ball so much last week because he just throws a, a a rocket of a football. And I thought he looked like I said looked really good at times. And he's he's still so raw as a prospect. And and, and you see that at times he, he flashes these big time plays. But he also you know sometimes he gets in over his head. The pressure gets to him. Um, you know, he doesn't always make accurate throws. I don't think he always knows when not to throw that absolute rocket. He had an, a few nice touch passes in this game, I thought. But overall, I, you know, a lot of things that he's going to learn. He just hasn't he hasn't played quarterback for very long. He didn't take very many snaps. He didn't he didn't throw very many passes at North Dakota State. So it's going to take some getting used to. Um, but like I said, he, he flashes at times and, and you can see his arm pop off the screen. And I do want to talk a little bit. Uh, about these rookie quarterbacks and where I think they end up, you know, at the start of the season, who's going to win their win their competitions, where are they going to, wh- what do I think that should happen, what do I think will happen, and I want to start off with with the uh, Zach Wilson. We don't need to talk too much about him. He's going to be the starter in New York. Um, that's without question. We know that Trevor Lawrence, as much as Urban Meyer says that it's an open competition between him and Gardner Minshew, I think Trevor Lawrence will be the starter. Uh, he has not played all that well, uh, in the preseason game that I'm currently watching right now, but a lot of that is his offensive line has been brutal in this game from what I've been, been watching just, I mean, constantly pressure in his face, but I think Trevor Lawrence will be the, the starter there in Jacksonville. And then we get into... A few more interesting situations. We have Mac Jones in New England, Justin Fields in Chicago, and Trey Lance in San Francisco. None of these guys have starting spots locked up. Uh, and, and the first one I, w- I want to talk about is the Mac Jones situation. We talked about um, Cam Newton with um, with the the misunderstanding that's going on there in New England this week. Uh, you know, he's out for a few more days. Mac Jones has played really well um what do i think is going to happen going into the 2021 nfl season who do i think is going to be the starter for the new england patriots if i had to guess i still think it will be cam newton to me if you're the patriots you look at who you face in in week one it's the miami dolphins um a, a really good defense who i think could give a rookie quarterback troubles but also on the other side of that a really good defense who constantly struggles with mobile quarterbacks and what is cam newton he's a mobile quarterback i think cam newton can do damage against the dolphins and i think also and this is for all of these rookie quarterbacks if you start the veteran guy 
and he doesn't play well, you can very easily switch over to the rookie guy and say, okay, we're going with him. Whereas if you start the rookie guy and he doesn't play well, it's much harder to bench him. It does, it's not as good a look to bench the rookie quarterback if he's not playing well. You just It's just not good optics. So a lot of the times it's just easier to just start the start the veteran guy. And if he doesn't play well, then, then give the rookie a shot. And I think that's going to happen with a lot of these situations. So what do I think will happen is I think Cam Newton will get the start. Now, what would I do? Uh, I don't know. I still, I'm just not a big fan of where Cam Newton is at right now uh, as a as a passer. I, you know, he played pretty well this last preseason game. I think Mac Jones has been really impressive. I would consider Mac Jones. I can understand why they would would put in Cam Newton for Week One. It it makes sense for all the reasons I just listed. So I guess I would I would also start Cam Newton. Not a huge fan of of Cam Newton, but yeah, that's what I think will happen, and that's probably what I would do. And then moving on to the the Chicago Bears, and this is an interesting situation. I've always been high on Justin Fields. We've known that for months on this podcast. I've talked up Justin Fields. Justin Fields was my guy in this draft class, uh, and he still is. I, I still really love Justin Fields. I think he's got all the tools to be an extremely successful quarterback, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he's the best quarterback in this draft class years down the line, even better than a Trevor Lawrence. I just think he's he has so little weaknesses in his game. Um, but that being said, Andy Dalton is basically has been penciled in as a starter for, for a long time now. Uh, Matt Nagy has said that... He promised Andy Dalton that he would be the starter when he signed. And I just want to just for a second talk about that. How stupid is that? Why on earth would you have ever promised Andy Dalton that he would be the starter? I don't get this. And he's talked about this on time and time and time again. I promise Andy Dalton he'd be the starter. I promise Andy Dalton he'd be the starter. Why? Why did you promise Andy Dalton that he would be the starter? This makes no sense. Why did you want Andy Dalton to be on your team so bad that you had to promise him to be the starter? What did Andy Dalton show last week, in last week, last year in Dallas that would make you have to go out and promise, get like promise him that he would be the starter. I don't understand this. Matt Nagy promising Andy Dalton that he would be the starter, and now he he does not want to go back on that promise. That makes no sense. Why did you ever promise him? That doesn't make that just doesn't compute for me. I don't I don't understand why uh Matt Nagy would have ever done that. But I I would start Justin Fields in this scenario, and I can understand I'll start off by saying I can understand why they're not. And there's one specific reason. It's because in week one, you play on Sunday night football against the Los Angeles Rams. And for that reason, I would consider not starting Justin Fields. And I was listening to a Pro Football Focus podcast uh, this morning, and they were talking about how Justin Fields has, in this preseason, 3.7 yards before he throws the... 3.7 seconds before he throws the ball, which is way higher than any other quarterback should is ever at. 3.7 seconds from the moment he snaps to the moment he throws. And this is not because the offensive line is good. The Chicago Bears offensive line is terrible. But this is because uh, Justin Fields does a lot of running around. He does a lot of running around. The only problem is 3.7 seconds is a whole lot of time for Aaron Donald to get to your rookie quarterback and destroy his confidence like we saw him do with Tua last year. And then you have to deal with Jalen Ramsey. So for that reason, I can understand. But 
I just think from what Justin Fields has shown, from what Andy Dalton hasn't shown, I just think you start Justin Fields. Justin Fields, to me, he's my, he's my guy. I think he's he just is there's so much more upside. And you know, fine, do don't do week one. Have Andy Dalton go out there get murdered by Andy Dal- uh, by by uh, Aaron Donald. No offense, Andy Dalton. I feel kind of bad for saying that, but have him get you know embarrassed on national television as we've seen Andy Dalton do time and time again. Uh, and then week two, why not trot out Justin Fields? I would start Justin Fields because I really like Justin Fields. But on to the final quarterback, the rookie quarterback, and that's Trey Lance. And this is an interesting one for me uh, because I'm usually all for starting rookie quarterbacks. That's kind of my thing. If they show that they're ready, and I think a lot of these rookie quarterbacks have shown that they're ready, why not put them out there? But for this situation, I almost go the exact opposite way. And I think, why start Trey Lance. And I think there's a lot of pressure from journalists, from from football talking heads, from from uh, the media, from fans. Everybody wants Trey Lance to start. And I can understand when you see the highlight plays, he's explosive, like with some of these highlight plays. But he's struggling at times. And, and that's because he didn't play football for a very long time, and he hasn't played much football. And to me, you have Jimmy Garoppolo there. You're paying him a ton of money. Why? Why? Like, what? Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, is is a fine quarterback. You've made it to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Why rush Trey Lance? I think he needs time to develop, and that's fine. He's a rookie quarterback. He's a raw prospect. We knew that going in. Why rush it? I honestly would not rush the Trey Lance situation. Start Jimmy Garoppolo. He'll play well. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will play well. Uh, he had an ugly interception. Well, not ugly. I mean, it was a little bit overthrown, the tipped off and intercepted. Uh, it was a little overblown by a lot of people. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo will play well. Uh, this offense has never been about you know Jimmy Garoppolo carrying the offense. So why not, with a fully healthy team, just trot out J- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and if it's just not working, if it's just not you know doing the job, bring in Trey Lance. But why not just just have him sit, have him develop? What's the rush? You have you have him on under contract for four years, five years with a fifth year option. Just I would not rush. If I was the 49ers, I genuinely would start Jimmy G week one, and I can understand why they would do that. It makes sense. Uh, Trey Lance has shown incredible things, but he's also shown that he can be a little too, you know, aggressive. He can be a little, you know, he makes some mistakes. He's not always completely accurate, which is fine. He's a rookie quarterback. Just allow him time to develop. We don't need to force this one. You have a quarterback. So just just go with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then real quick, just a couple more takeaways as I talked basically only about one takeaway. I got into the rookie quarterbacks again. And just started going like I usually do. But I do want to talk just a few quick points on some of the other takeaways from week two of the NFL preseason. And one one takeaway I have is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I watched a little bit of the game. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just tried to watch some of the main points when Ben Roethlisberger was in the game. And I was actually quite impressed with with Ben Roethlisberger, with the Steelers. I've been kind of low on the Steelers this offseason, as I think a lot of people are. I'm just anticipating that Ben Roethlisberger is kind of over the hill. He's just not going to be, you know, the guy to lead this team uh, the way he has been for years. But from what I saw in this preseason game, I was impressed. To me, it, it looked a lot like the old Ben Roethlisberger. I thought his arm looked good. It looked it looked live. It, you know, he he had some... 
He had some fire behind his throws, uh, a lot more than I expected. Uh, the offense made some big-time plays. Him and uh, tight end Pat Fryermouth, who's, uh, who's a rookie tight end, had a really nice connection. They connected on two touchdowns, really nice plays by Fryermouth. Um, some explosive plays down the field. Uh, Najee Harris had a few nice plays, had a huge like 40-yard catch and run. But I was I was overall impressed by the Steelers, and I think that if this offensive line can hold up, which they've done a pretty good job this offseason so far, um, if the offensive line is hold up, uh, holds up, we're going to be sleeping on the Steelers again, and the Steelers again are going to win 10 or 11 games. Uh, you know, if we can see an improved version of, of Ben Roethlisberger, which I thought we saw in this preseason game, and again it's preseason, but you know I thought his arm looked looked good, and I was quite impressed by the way that by the Steelers' offense looked a lot a lot of pre-snap snap motion, uh, a lot of exciting potential plays uh, from this offense with the new offensive coordinator Matt Canada there. Uh, exciting times there in Pittsburgh, and and if genuinely if if Ben Roethlisberger is closer to the player that he was early on in the season uh, as opposed to the player he was later on in the season. This Pittsburgh Steelers team, the talent on the team is there. They can be a playoff team, and they can they can be in the playoffs again. They can have another winning season like we've seen time and time again from Mike Tomlin. So I was, I was overall pretty impressed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then talking about, we have to obviously talk about my Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa, who I thought played very well uh, playing mostly against the Atlanta Falcons backups. I thought he had a good game. Uh, he, he was efficient. I think he started out 8-for-8 eight eight in, in, in the first quarter of this game. Uh, I think 9-for-9 nine nine overall. Looked efficient. Looked uh, His arm looked good. I think he just his arm seems to have a lot more power behind it this year. He has a lot more uh, zip on his throws. He looks so much more comfortable. His pocket movement is, is just... I mean, head and shoulders above what it was last year. He just looks comfortable. He looks like the Tuscaloosa Tua that we saw in college, the guy we saw play at Alabama. So overall, very encouraging. Again, it is preseason. He was playing backups, but I was overall impressed by the Dolphins' offense, by Jalen Waddell, who had an injury scare there for the Dolphins. That was terrifying. But, uh, you know, I thought I thought Tua looks good, and I'm encouraged He's kind of. I feel kind of with him the same way as I do with some of these rookie quarterbacks, where you can't take too much away from it, but you're seeing encouraging signs. You're seeing them look comfortable, and in Tua's case, so much more comfortable than he looked last year. So I was impressed by that uh, in the preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons, and then a few other things. The Denver Broncos again dominated their opponent, playing against the Seahawks, 30 to three. Um, Teddy Bridgewater looked really good, 9 for 11, 105 yards and a touchdown. Drew Locke also played all right, 9 for 14, 80 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, a lot of people seem to be thinking that Teddy Bridgewater, he got the start in this game. He he seems to be the leader in the clubhouse for that quarterback competition, which for the longest time it seemed to me like it would be Drew Locke, and I still think that I would start Drew Locke. Um, because it just, I don't know, it makes more sense. We know what Teddy Bridgewater is at this point. We would like to see what Drew Locke can be, but maybe they know. Maybe they're confident that Drew Locke just isn't the guy. Uh, and in that case, you start Teddy Bridgewater, but uh, Teddy Bridgewater seems to be the leader in the clubhouse. It'll be an interesting decision there for the Denver Broncos. But that's kind of going to wrap up my preseason week two 
takeaways. Don't have a whole lot of takeaways. A lot of just rookie quarterback talk. Again, I hope you guys enjoy the rookie quarterback talk as much as I do. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to next week of the episode uh, of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm going to give you my top 10 quarterbacks going into the 2021 NFL season. That's right. I'm going to rank my top 10 quarterbacks. Um, a fun exercise. I was going to do it this week, but I want to put a little bit more effort into it. Uh, I want to I want to have a good list, and I want to have good reasons for why these guys are, are where they are in my top 10. So that's next week on the show. But I'm going to bring back my producer, Joe. Unless you're... Are, are we still doing this? Are we still doing the draft? It's like... I'm good for it. Borderline tomorrow already. We're recording so late. No, it'll be quick. It'll be a quick one. Okay. okay. All right. Rapid uh, fire. Well, then I'm just going to let you take over. Have you ever um, been taking a shower? Um, yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. So, see you guys next week. Uh, <laughs> just getting around. You ever been taking a shower and you wash your hair and all of a sudden you're like, my goodness, I'm just like losing hair. Yeah, like you're just like clumps of hair falling out, right? You mm-hmm. have that, right? No, I can't say that I do. No. You do? No, me neither. Like, I never <laughs> had that before. Yeah. But I'm just saying if I did, anyways, um, never think what you would look like if you went bald. I do. That I do think about sometimes. Like if you had to, I know you've buzzed your head. I've buzzed my head. But if you really just went, th- did the whole nine yeah. and you went bald. Like really bald. Yeah, really bald. Um, What you would look like. And if you would live with yourself, you know, your whole life being bald. What do you mean you would live with yourself? What? Who's your three favorite bald men? Bald men. Bald men. Oh, all right. So we're drafting the best bald men. Bald men? Yes. Yeah. Alec Baldman? Yes. Very good. We're going to so we're going to draft the best bald guys. Yes. Do they have to be guys? Well, yeah. No. They can be women. Okay. But I don't think there's that many women that are like bald. No. Like there are shaved head women. Yeah. But bald bald Unless, no, they can't do that, right? Well, unless, I mean, obviously there is the, you know. Don't even say it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're going to flip a coin here. Okay. Heads. Okay. Uh, tails. Tails. Yeah, I'm going to do tails again. Oh, is it tails? Yes. Nice. I, it was a bad flip. Let me do it again. No, no. You can't do it again. Still tails. Okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Tails never fails. So for those of you that haven't heard of heard the draft segment before on this podcast we basically go and we do a, a draft style draft style draft i don't know i was trying to think of a different way to describe it but we we pick we try to create a team of the best whatevers we've done you know in the past uh who cares we've right now we're doing, <laughs> you can't <laughs> wait, wait wait you cannot even think of any can you no i can i just i already did this last week and then i want to do it again so okay. we're doing the best bald men all right we're gonna draft the best bald men and i have the first pick in the draft we're gonna do three rounds of this and my first pick uh is going to be oh man i'm just all of a sudden thinking of so many bald men since we talked about him last week vin diesel all right. Okay. Talked about him last week. I like the Fast and the Furious movies. He's an intimidating guy. He's got the he deep is voice. He's not that intimidating. He. Oh yeah. I like to see you say that to his face. To his what? His <laughs> face, as an adult would say it. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'd like. To, 
That's what you would sound like if you would say that to his face. What yeah, I just you sounded, sounded like. That's just what now. you would sound like if you would say it to his face. Finn Diesel, deep voice. Um, he's got you know the intimidation factor. He's loyal. He's family. Every it's all family with him. Even if that's just an act, which it is. But <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, is. of course it is. But yeah, I'm gonna say Vin Diesel with my first pick in the bald guy draft. All right, nice dude. Okay, <laughs> that's your turn. All right. Yeah. My number one pick, my my number one bald guy. Not in that order. I'm not saying he's my favorite bald guy. Okay. I'm gonna go with Jeffrey Bezos. No. Don't scream no, at me. No, that was I was saving that one. I didn't think you would think of that one. Yes, and I did. No. Jeffrey Bezos. Shoot. I'm actually devastated. Yeah, you have nothing now. Yeah, why okay. You can get into it. Why are you picking Jeffrey Bezos? Well, he's rich. <laughs> he's so rich. Literally the richest. Yeah. Uh, Next to Elon Musk, you know. And I here's the thing. Why does it even matter? Once you have billions and billions and billions of dollars, why does it even matter who's the richest anymore? Yeah. Because who you cares? have enough money to fix everything, right? Mm -hmm. Or you'd, no? You'd think. I don't know. Well, the <laughs> thing is that they're just worth these billions of dollars. They don't actually have that money. Yeah, but like... Also, Elon Musk is that? not the richest person in the world. He was for a bit. Okay, he's not anymore. Okay, who is? I don't know. Jeffrey Bezos' wife. Not Jeffrey Bezos' wife. Dude, Jeffrey Bezos was the most, was the most, was the richest man in the world. He divorced his wife, and then she was a second, <laughs> second richest, <laughs> I swear. That's Dude, how rich he is. Jeffrey Bezos. And that's why he's my number one pick. That's a good pick. I was, I honestly did, for some reason, I just did not think that you would think of that. So I was saving that one. Like, I was stashing that one. I was going to keep it for my second or third pick. Wow. And I was going to go Jeffrey Bezos with, with, like, the next pick. And I was going to be like, that's a steal. But, no, that's a good pick. He is the, literally the richest. So, I mean, can't really, there's you know, can't, no qualms with that. My second pick is going to be Terry Crews. Oh, nice. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going all brawn so far. Terry Crews. No kidding. Muscle bound. I mean, this guy is one big muscle. He is a strongman, uh, and he is a funnyman. Uh, he's very funny. Uh, you ever seen him in White Chicks? You ever seen him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Funny guy. Seems like a good dude, too. Like, just a good overall. Have you ever watched his um his testimony, like his life story? I have I've kind of heard certain parts it's of it. It's actually yeah. crazy. It's actually really cool. Yeah, he's like, and you know, he's he's... Uh, a, uh, I don't know if I want to say like a male empowerment because I think we've had it. We're fine. But like he had like the you <laughs> no, know, that's he fine. Was, he was an inspiration. We're for, allowed because he was like sexually assaulted. Yeah, by women. Yeah, uh, which is getting a little serious for this draft. But <laughs> oh, he dude. came out and he was kind of like you know he just said that that's not okay and that was really cool of him to do that. Wow. Uh, and I uh, yeah, I like Terry Crews. I think he's a good dude. He's a type of dude I would like to hang out with. They say yeah. never meet your heroes. I would I would give it a shot with Terry Crews. <laughs> I would give it a I shot. I would try it. So that's my second pick is Terry Crews. My number two is Patrick Hugh Stewart. Oh, Patrick Stewart. Yes, Patrick right. Hugh Stewart. Uh, for those who don't know who that is, uh, why don't you tell us who Patrick Stewart is? You ever seen the X-Men? Yep. 
He's one of those. I don't even remember which one. <laughs> I don't even. Not Magneto, but the guy um, the who. Uh, Professor X. Professor X. Yeah. He's Professor X. Is he in the wheelchair? Yeah, he's the wheelchair. Okay. And um, yeah, so. Nice voice on Patrick. He, amazing voice. Yeah. Unbelievable voice on Patrick Hughes. And he's a funny guy too. I watched a, an interview. He has an interview with Thomas Middleditch actually. It's like a conversation. Okay. It's really funny. It's really cool. All right. He talks about how his middle name, when he moved to the States, he he needed a middle name for something way back, and he made up his own middle name, and it was Hugh. Okay. So his real name is Patrick Hugh Stewart. And he said Hugh wouldn't be too intrusive on his real, like, Patrick Stewart. So if his middle name would be Hugh, you just say Patrick Hugh Stewart. <laughs> and it wouldn't be like Patrick Alexander Stewart. Yeah, like, Patrick you know, Hughes. That flows nice. Patrick Hughes Stewart. Patrick Hughes Stewart. Wow. And that was the whole conversation that they had? Yes. Right. <laughs> no. Really they good. talked about other things. But okay. Yeah. No, that's good. I, I just think uh, with this whole ball guy draft, it depends what we're going for. If we're going for, are, are these guys fighting each other? It's not even close at this point. <laughs> okay. It's I'm just saying the best. Okay. The, the best, best ball. Let's find the best. So I have Terry Crews so far and Vin Diesel. I got the richest man and the best voice. And I'm blanking on guys, but I, I'm just going to go along with the, with, the, with the theme that I've been go- going along with. Uh, and I can't believe I didn't say think it. about this guy yet. Don't even say it. Ever heard of Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Oh my goodness! Yeah, Dwayne the Rock. You literally Dwayne Jong Johnson. Dwayne Jong Johnson. Literally the most famous man in the whole world. I think so. I think he honestly might be. Yeah, Dwayne the Rock. Yeah. Can you smell what the Rock is cooking? He's <laughs> cooking up a team of incredible bald guys that I just created. Okay, that's right. The Rock, another muscle bound man. Very strong, has a cool tattoo, is Samoan. I like Samoans. I like the vibe that they got going on. I don't know what it is with them. I like their vibe. Uh, the Rock's one of them. Uh, his movies are crazy, fun. He can be funny. You ever seen the game plan with that one chick from Corey in the House? Don't say chick. Sorry, girl. Little girl from Corey in the House. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, you know, he's compassionate, but he's also strong. And that's kind of it. Also the most famous person in the world. Maybe even more famous than Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. My number three pick is going to have to be another amazing voiced man okay. and another strong man. Oh. Jason Statham. Wow. That's really good. He's He's got it all. He's got an amazing voice and he's got uh, an amazing body. Um, <laughs> what? Boy, you looked at me when you said that, man. What? Know. It was not good. And he Get has real. a black belt in almost everything. <laughs> he's a martial artsman. He is a martial artsman. He's got the accent. That's a good vibe. Yeah, he's got a good voice. He was in the movie with my guy, Dwayne, yep. the, Dwayne the John Johnson, um, Hobbs and Shaw. I don't Jason love that. He d- I don't love that he did Meg. Meg, uh, yeah, it's not. A, it's you know. Have you ever seen it though? I've seen it twice. Oh, really? Twice? <laughs> Why have you seen it twice? <laughs> well, I never said it was a bad movie. I just said I didn't like that he did I didn't it. Like it for him. I didn't like it for him. Yeah, I just didn't like it for him. <laughs> That's so funny. You've seen it twice. <laughs> That's incredible. Shark but, Week. It was on Shark Week. <laughs> Shark Week. I'm serious. 
man. Anyways. That's really good. Jason That's Tatum my final pick. Good. I wish I would have maybe added him to my team. If I could have some takesy backsies, I would maybe try to get <laughs> try to get Jason. Backsies. Vin was not my best first pick. No. I'm not gonna lie. I've done better. Vin was not my best. No. And honestly, if I had to do a redraft, he might not have made it on the team. But I feel really good about my my second and third pick. I feel good about all of mine. Okay. Well And in hindsight I could have traded Jeffrey Bezos off for somebody like Kevin Hart, maybe. Kevin okay, maybe. Another man man that's almost as famous as the 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 John, the Rock. You know? Yeah. Um No Don't good. you get it? You could have traded what? Jeffrey Bezos for Kevin Hart. Was it a joke? Kevin Hart's not bald. Is he is? Is he not? Is he? <laughs> is he no, he's not bald. <laughs> is he? He's not. I don't think so. No, that was a joke, and if he is, that joke is ruined. <laughs> no, he's not. He All has right. a little bit of hair, but I he, he has a he has a small enough amount of hair that I just assumed that he was bald. I didn't even think twice about it. Um. No, yeah, good draft. I got uh, Vin Diesel, uh, Terry Crews, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and you got Jeff Bezos. No, I'll say it. Okay. I got Jeff Moneybag Bezos, Moneybag. Patrick Hugh Stewart. <laughs> and Jason Statham. <laughs> Jason Statham. I couldn't think with of the good With the hot bod. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, what else is there to be said, really? We said it all. Talked football. Didn't talk football for a lot of it. Talked bald, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Like I said at the top, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, leave a five-star review. Let us know who your favorite bald guy is in the five-star review. Who would you have picked? Who's got the better team, me or Joe? Who's got the better bald guy team? Who could beat up the other team? I think we already know the answer to that. Um, Joe, you got anything you want to plug before we wrap up the show? Nope. All right. Make sure you guys go to bluecollarmediagroup.com, bluecollarmg.com. Check out my article that I'm writing on there. Super fun time doing division previews. Um, Check that out. Uh, Make sure you guys tune in every week for new episodes. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average joe show and with all that being said we will catch you guys on the next one